You're listening to Season 2 of NFT 365. Talking crypto, blockchain, Web3, non-fungible tokens, metaverse, and... What the f*** is a non-fungible token? We'll get to that. It's time for today's episode of NFT 365. Here's your host and digital futurist, Brian Fanzo. This show is not financial advice, so do your own damn research. What's up, friends? Welcome back to another episode of NFT 365. And this, uh, you know, the element of, you know, digital growth. I want everyone to think about, you know, your reputation. And, you know, I've been a firm believer for uh, a long while that our reputation, uh, even if we're meeting someone in person for the first time, uh, has very little to do with what we're wearing. Even those things that my, you know, my dad always told me, taught me about having a, a firm handshake and how important a firm handshake was. But let's face it, for 99% of the interactions that we have, even if I'm you know, meeting another speaker at an event or I'm connecting with one of you, the listeners, I'm probably going to Google your name or look you up on Twitter or find you on LinkedIn. And interestingly enough, in this digital world um, that we're excitedly building here, especially in Web3, I think the value and importance of our personal brand is is accelerating at a rate that we've never seen before. And it's going to connect to this idea of digital identity. And funny enough, I'm even going to connect it to the metaverse and AR VR. So stick with me on this, the, where I'm going with this. But one of the things that I wanted to kind of, um, kind of double down on or talk about here on this episode was this, you know, when we think about web three, where we're going, where we've been, where we're currently at, one of the things that, you know, excites me the most about the web three NFT space is the idea that we are we are you know creating a world where we are going to control uh, how our data is used and and ultimately we are going to be the deciders of, of a lot of things that today we are not deciders of and and I'll explain what that what I mean by that but we're also creating a world where we now have to value and we have to prioritize and we have to respect R E S P E C T we have to respect the digital environment for what it is in our lives. And in my view, it is 50% of our lives. I believe it will continue to be 50% of our lives. We will have the 50% that we are attached to a screen or a device, and we have 50% of our lives that will be the times we are not, right? Where we're eating, where we're sleeping, where we're interacting in person, uh, you know, sporting events, where we're, we're in our cars, whatever that may be. Although our, in our cars, are getting, it's getting a lot more uh, connected. I just saw Domino's Pizza is doing, uh, you can, if you, you get like a discount, if you use your, your Apple CarPlay app on your phone uh, to order your pizza, which, you know, we talk about kids and distractive driving. Uh, you now got me ordering pizza uh, through my app, but I digress. I digress. Where I wanted to, to, to think about this is like, to me, digital identity is even more than our personal brand because our personal brand in many cases, when, when someone hears that, and I've never liked the term itself, and I fought against the term for a good while, uh, and then eventually I gave in. I created a course called the Be Yourself course, which was about building a personal brand. I've coached uh, tons and tons of people on on personal brand growth uh, over the years. Uh, you know, my personal brand is really the best example I can get. Um, you know, for a lot of people that that preach personal brand, a lot of people that written books on personal brand, they were like a big name author or a big name speaker. 
And then they try to reverse engineer what got them there. But like, I didn't have a book. I didn't, I didn't get, you know, 15 minutes of fame. I didn't all of a sudden like emerge as like a CEO of a company. And so I think for, for me, personal branding is, is so near and dear to my heart because like I know that date, right? November 2nd, 2013, uh, which now is 10 years, almost you know, coming up on 10 years, which I probably should celebrate that. We should probably do something on November 2nd uh, of this year. But uh, you know, that's my ADHD brain going for you. But on that day was the day that I fully committed to being myself online. Uh, and you know, I, I've told the story before where my mom kind of called me out. And, but I, I say that because you know, if I look back in November 2nd, 2013, you know, I was, I was pretty active on social media. I, I had Twitter accounts. I was active on, on Google plus I was a regular poster on, on Facebook. Um, but I was not, nothing was strategic, nothing. Uh, and ultimately I, I was, you know, up until 2013, I was trying to post and create content for what I thought other people wanted to learn or hear about me or talk about me or, you know, I, I really, it was like this persona, right. That I was trying to put out there. And so when I connect personal brand to digital identity, I believe our digital identity will be the idea of connecting both our digital and our offline footprints with the brand and the reputation that we have. Now, if you have a name that is fairly unique, um, Googling your name is always a fun one, right? I remember Googling my name in 2013. Um, and the second result uh, for, at the time um, was my career poker earnings, uh, playing for the, in the World Series of Poker and, and in, the, uh, in the World Poker uh, you know, arena, you know, you know, kind of that was my background. And I will tell you, like, even though I worked in a, had a civilian you know, security clearance for 10 years working in cybersecurity, for the Department of Defense, so funny enough, it's because I didn't have any content out there. I I wasn't putting a lot of things you know out there into the world. Therefore, really, the only like public you know results of who I was was you know the poker winnings because they recorded them uh, you know publicly and they connected it to my username, which was my s t e e one r z underscore fans uh, was my. Uh, my poker handle. I'm not sure if I shared that uh, publicly as much as uh, before, but you know, like the, the thing that is so interesting about this is that I know for many people, when I would talk about personal branding, they would tell me things like, well, I don't have any digital thing to sell and I don't want to put myself out there and I don't have any need to tell my story that way. Or, you know, my own brother, my, my brother, uh, both of my brothers are extremely successful, but I will tell you, and I can talk about them on here because I don't think they've ever listened to a single podcast that I've ever created. Um, and not that they're not supportive, but like my, both of my brothers, um, one is very, you know, both one's gen, I guess one, I guess they're both millennials, but one is very, um, digitally connected. One, I, I he is the opposite of digitally connected, uh, but extremely successful in the commercial real estate space. And interestingly enough, when I've had that discussion with him, He's like, yeah, I don't really see it as a, a reason. Even you know, for the companies that he owns, you know, his LinkedIn profile, figuring out like, what is that? Like, why do I even need to invest in my LinkedIn profile? And and he he they both kind of keep up with like kind of that version of like their professional version. But neither one of them have been big into kind of like the social sharing. But I think that that is where digital identity is going to change that entire landscape, entire persona. Because for my brother, although he has multiple businesses and multiple clients, um, you know, for him, the the need, the the idea was putting yourself out there, right? Or what 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 am I going to do this for? Well, if we think about it now, and where we're moving with digital identity, it's going to be a much more about you know owning my digital data 
so that I can decide how it's used, where it's used, when it's used, right? And this is going to include your business reputation, your portfolio. So in the personal brand date, you know, idea, it was always kind of connected to us as an individual. I believe our digital identity is actually going to be something that is is the sum of a greater experience, right? So, you know, we are we are quickly moving to an area and I know Arizona is one of the first states to do it, but you know, our high school diplomas, our our college uh, degrees, the courses that we took um, on in in college are going to have a, you know, connect into our digital wallets. And they are going to be something that we are going to be able to control as, you know, we are the, the creators of that, right? We are the ones that own it. Like we, we went to college, we got this degree, but it's also going to fix a lot of the, the misinformation that's out there. But it's also going to give us a, a different approach, right? Because it's no longer about my brother feeling his need to, to push his personal brand. Rather, the universities and the, and the jobs and the companies, the, their desire to have access to this information, to this insight, to me, is going to be greater and greater. I believe in the next five years, you will no longer, you will no longer uh, apply for jobs by submitting your resume. I mean, think about this, right? How many people are honest on their resume? Like anyone that's hired anybody, right? I hired a lot of people for the U.S. government job that I had, right? For the cybersecurity side, hired a lot of people, even people that had a security clearance that were applying for a cybersecurity job and that were very tech heavy. I can tell you a lot of people fudged the numbers and lied and fabricated what was on their resume. And when I would call and be like, hey, you have a Microsoft, you have this certification, you have a Network Plus certification, or when did you get that Network Plus certification? And then I kind of dig, dig into it and be like, oh, wait, they didn't really get that certification. They were, you know, they were required to, to learn about it. They went to a couple of the, the courses, but they never actually like took it. Or if they took it, they fabricated the years that they took it, right? I remember one of the people that I was interviewing, they fabricated and said they, they took the, um, the Network Plus, which is, which is why it came to my, uh, my uh, top of my mind. They said they had taken it in 2005. I was hiring uh, someone in 2008. And it was funny because they had actually taken it in 2000. And it was not hard. It was, it was actually pretty hard for me to figure out that. Um, it ended up being the way that they talked about the test. I, I was lucky enough that I had taken the certification twice, um, failed it the first time, you know, just being cheerful. Um, and I failed it, the test that they took and certified, right? And so then whenever the, the second one, when I took it and passed it, then like, I remember how different the test was. So when I was interviewing them and comparing the test and, and realizing that they only were aware of the first test, it exposed them. But in the future, it's not going to be about submitting a resume. It's going to be more about giving access to our digital wallet that, that gives them access to our data and our experiences, right? So the, the certification won't be something that I created. Rather, it'll be something that Microsoft put into my wallet. I'll be able to validate it, right? You will not be able to fabricate that. But I, I do believe we are moving towards a time where good people that are doing good things that have accomplished good things in their lives are going to be rewarded, Rather than I think right now you are rewarded with how good of a story you can tell, how well you can get away with the kind of fabrication and the lies that you, um, you know, I won't even say, let's say, let's not say lies because that sounds like um, people are being uh, more methodical or more, let's just say um, that the blurred, the blurred line, right? Like the, 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 the half truths 
I think that's probably a good way of saying it. And you know, and I'm I'm one like I know you know part of my my masking with my ADHD was I became really good at lying. I became really good at um, these 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 half truths. And a lot of times it was my way of deflecting attention away from my ADHD, uh, um, away from my dyslexia. The way like I would I would rather get caught lying or in a false truth than be exposed that I struggled reading. Or be exposed that I had rejection sensitivity dysphoria, and I would cry when it, when I would be turned down for things like theater and 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 so on, and and so where this really is interesting is that we are going we are we are going to reach a very critical point where you know let's just say for the next five years these two worlds are going to take a while to blend because we need authenticated we need the the we need both sides of the puzzle right we need the people that are creating them to validate what they what they're creating and then we need the people on the other side that are willing <laughs> that are requiring us to have that right so when you go to apply to a job in 5 years there's still going to be plenty of jobs that are going to say submit your resume but there are going to be in my opinion most jobs that are going to say submit your resume or connect your wallet and give us access to, and it's going to give you a list of things that they would love access to. The beautiful thing on this is we are going to be able to decide what we give people access to. The other part of this that is going to come in, uh, you know, critically is that our reputation, that like digital like view of us, is really going to come down in, in and fit even more importantly in a world that is filled of AI, because it'll no longer be about your ability to like you know. <laughs> let's just say, write a cover letter. And I'm not sure why I went to like job applications, but it kind of fits perfectly for this, uh, this narrative. But rather than it's our ability to write a copy letter, because let's face it, you know, we can have AI write our resume, AI write our copy letter, but it's going to be how good are we at telling our story? And then what is it, what is in the public domain about who we are and what we represent? Now, I will tell you, there are a lot of people in this Web3 NFT space that aren't taking this into account. They aren't factoring in that a lot of the shady things that they're doing right now are on the blockchain. Now, I will tell you, I had a little bit of an epiphany the other day because I was you know, beyond honored and humbled uh, to be asked to be included in a project called the Jomo Effect, the joy of missing out. And it's a uh, mental health awareness project by the Peace and Love uh, team, uh, which is Shira Lazar and, and Jana Stearns. And, um, you know, they submit, they asked for, they have 40 artists in there that are raising funds for mental health awareness. And I got asked to submit art. And it just happens that Deepak Chopra and his, uh, you know, his, uh, you know, amazing community and amazing, uh, you know, focus on mental health awareness is also involved and a major kind of pioneer um, in this project. So my art is getting in front of Deepak Chopra. And uh, lucky enough, right, while I'm recording this last night, my art was displayed um, at a art gallery in New York alongside of, of funny enough, of 19 or 16 other artists that I already collect. Like I own their art because I think their art is so amazing. Uh, and there was 40 of us total on this display. And it was pretty awesome. And I, we got some pictures of it. But what hit me more so than the fact that my art was on display in New York, and I was very blessed a couple of weeks ago to have my art um, on display in Times Square, was that my art will always be forever attached and part of this project supporting mental health awareness in May of 2023. Now, I will tell you, 
mental health awareness and advocacy around ADHD and dyslexia and my, you know, my allyship and, and, and really, uh, you know, what I stand up for as far as, uh, you know, equal rights and, you know, equity and inclusion is something that I, I believe wholeheartedly in. And, and, and most people who know me are, it's baked into my brand. But the funny thing about that is there are a lot of people, especially in this NFT space that talk about mental health that talk about being vulnerable, that talk about being themselves, but their actions have not backed it up. And we are moving to a world that our proof of what we stand for will be things that will be part of our digital identity, our personal brand. And for me, I had this epiphany that like, holy shit, how cool is this? That when my daughters are struggling and I can tell them, daddy has been an advocate for mental health awareness long before you guys knew it. So much so that here, look at this piece of art that I created. It was minted onto the blockchain into a project with Deepak Chopra. And 100% of the funds were going to these five mental health uh, uh, you know, organizations. That is minted. On, it is immutable. It cannot, be, it cannot be disputed. It is proof. And it'll be something that'll live in my wallet. And, and maybe it's not something that I ever share out publicly because I'm not sure where that data would come in. But maybe, maybe I'm trying to convince a donor in the future, maybe next year for mental health awareness. And I'm trying to convince them that, like, that I'm someone they want to align with. And they're like, man, I, there's a couple of you that I want to align with. And I can say, hey, here's proof that I not only believe it, support it, and, and create art around ADHD and, and neurodiversity. But here's art that I submitted, you know, free of charge to be a part of a movement that's raising, you know, 10,000 plus dollars for mental health awareness. Think about that in your life today. It doesn't have to be art. Think about the good things that you're doing. And I, and I know for some people like Brian, I don't do good things to be recognized for them. I agree. But let's face it. Are you tired of bad people that are doing bad things, being recognized and celebrated and getting the megaphone that oftentimes the good people are left behind. This is no longer about saying, hey, I, I'm not doing good things for recognition. I know because good people that do good things over time never are driven by recognition. But we are living in a world where good things inspire others to do good things. And unfortunately, in a world where we see people manipulating it, even ADHD, I will tell you, I've had people come to me and say, Brian, um, I, I thought people actually judged me harder and thought less about me when they saw that ADHD was in my bio because they've had experience with others that are using their ADHD to get forward, to like make it as an excuse for like, you know, getting things in the door. They almost use it as like a checkbox. And, and I understand, you know, there will always be bad people doing bad things. There will always be opportunities for people to take emerging technology and use them for evil. But we haven't had a technology. We haven't had an opportunity. We haven't had a vehicle to empower and proof of work, proof of execution, proof of advocacy, proof of allyship, proof of, of, of good things that are happening. We haven't had an immutable way to record that to where it's not disputable. And it's not about us celebrating. It's about giving someone access to our wallet, to our digital identity and saying, this is who I am. I believe future credit reports. I believe when you apply for a loan in the very near future, it will not be about some ridiculous you know, credit bureau nonsense that exists today that people can't figure out. 
It'll be about what are, what are the things that are in your digital wallet that prove that you are trustworthy, that you have a reputation, that you have something to lose, and that you will continue, to, you, will, you will actually deliver on what you promise. I will tell you, I'm not mad at NFTs right now. I'm mad at the people that can go to sleep at night that have not delivered on what they said they are going to deliver. And they're okay with that. They're okay with the fact that people put money on the line, that, that, they, they, were, that they put their time and effort into things and that they were not given what they, what they signed up for. Those are the people I'm not okay with. And you know what? We have to give people grace. And a lot of people sign up or make, you know, make you know, statements that their ass can't cash. But that's when we own those things. Because I believe in this world, we are also going to have to be more forgiving. Think about this in the world that we are living in right now, right? We are, we are under more of a microscope. There are things that are, that are people did 15, 25 years ago that we would be appalled of them happening now because we have now become more educated. We understand more of the, you know, the global impact. But the truth of the matter is we also have to give people forgiveness and grace, but we also have to hold people accountable for what they're doing now and what we believe they will be doing in the future. I'm here to tell you, you know, I, I, I'm launching, you know, a speaker uh, mastermind uh, this week, right, for those that are, are signing up. And this is my third speaker misfit uh, mastermind that I've run in the past. And it's for, you know, those that want to monetize themselves as a keynote speaker, uh, those that want to improve their presentation skills, those um, that want to, you know, let's just say not speak for free, but speak, uh, or not, sometimes not speak for a fee, but not speak for free and, and drive more leads or maybe become a better presenter in front of their company and so on. And I will tell you, AI is going to require that skill set for us to not only deliver like our message, but be better at telling our story. So here's my call to action for anybody listening. There is no better time than right now to press the damn button. Press the damn button has been my mantra since 2014. It's the keynote I've given more so around the world than any other talk that I've given. But what I'm here to tell you is that right now is the time to tell your story, to get comfortable being uncomfortable, for owning your own vulnerabilities. I will tell you, I talk about my ADHD struggles, not for sympathy, but to let you know that you're not alone in your own struggles. To, in many cases, also, it's my own way of whenever I share a struggle I'm going through, someone else tells me that they're also going through, and guess what? I don't feel alone. In many ways, me sharing my vulnerabilities is my way of coping. It's my therapy in many ways. And I, and I recommend people to, you know, to, to find their own, you know, to go to therapy, to get diagnosed if you, are, you know, if you are struggling with things. But more so than anything else, there is no better time there's no more important time to understand the value of our story, of our message, our digital footprint, and the digital identity that we are creating right now in this moment. I honestly am a lot less concerned about NFT projects that were collectibles, and a damn am I excited about the idea of what this digital identity landscape looks like. For us as creators, the idea of this creator economy, it's no longer about working with all these different brands, but more like, hey, hey, brands, these are, this is my audience and these are the, the, the actions that they take. Like I wish today, right now, I wish that I had a digital identity that would show all of the, the companies that I've worked with and the influence I've had where people have, have jumped, have bought products and services based solely on the fact that I use them. Because if I was able to have that in a record that was immutable, I would have businesses jumping at sponsoring this podcast right now. 
Because I can tell you, I learned long ago I wasn't going to be the guy with most followers. I mean, my saying as a speaker is that um, I won't sell tickets for your event by putting my name on a billboard, but what I do on stage will sell tickets to next year's event. Because I know I'm damn good at what I do on stage, but I know that my brand and my name isn't big enough to attract you know thousands of people to come to an event to speak, or maybe not yet. But I will tell you, I own that fact. Right? I own where I fit because I know that when someone comes to an event and they see me speak, they will be like, I want to come to other events because they hired that guy who believes and that guy who is dedicated to understanding our audience. I customize every single talk towards that audience that I'm talking to. And I will tell you, like part of the reason me doing this podcast and continue doing it, even if I can't get sponsors or even if, if the numbers are, are dwelling down, is to me, this isn't about the short term. It, it never has been. Even when I started my personal brand, November 2nd of 2013, and I wrote, I wrote on, my, on my mirror, I wrote, be yourself, and I underlined it, and I did it with a Sharpie. I don't ever recommend anyone writing on a mirror with Sharpie. It is a nightmare to get off, especially because it was a rental property at the time, but I wrote, be yourself, and I underlined that, and you know, I'm, I'm planning this summer to get that tattooed here on my forearm as well, but... <laughs> I connected back to those days and I had to ask myself, you know, what, what does success look like for me? And for me, success was living my true self, was showing up every day unapologetically being who I was, but not for me. For those three little girls that are, their bedrooms are five feet from where I'm recording this podcast from. Those three little girls that I want to grow up to know that mental health is not a taboo and that we can struggle and medication is not something we don't talk about. Those three little girls that I want to them to know that it is no, not about fitting in. It, it is about owning who you are and, and putting that out to the world because you will attract the people that respect and understand who you are. You will connect with those people. That's what be yourself meant to me from the beginning. And so I've never looked at followers. I've never, you know, I've driven, I've driven, I've grown a massive communities on Google Plus, a massive community on a product called Blab, a massive community on a product called Meerkat, a massive community on a product called Clubhouse. And most people would say I was a failure doing all of those things. To me, I was not. Those were all vehicles for me to tell my story, to build relationships, to connect with people, to build my personal band, to become a better storyteller myself. I've told my story thousands upon thousands of times. More, more, I've told my story more times than I can, I bet you most people that you see on TV have because I've been showing up telling my story and that's why I'm so damn comfortable sharing what I share and putting things out there. And so the question becomes, are you ready to be comfortable? And if you're not comfortable with it right now, don't worry, you are not alone. If you go back and look at my early podcast, if you go search Brian Fanzo, you know, I can give you uh, Social Business Hour is a show that I interviewed, uh, you know, hundreds of people on every Monday. Just go into YouTube and look up Social Business Hour or SBiz Hour, I believe was the name. There's plenty of videos out there and you can see me interviewing and I am not a great interviewer. I was learning. And I was also not great at telling my story. I did a lot of ums. I, did a lot, I mean, I still do a lot of ums, but I did a lot of like stuttering. I would often be afraid that I was repeating myself. I would apologize for aspects of my story that I told. But guess what? I was learning and growing as a storyteller. I was learning and growing what things connect with people. And I will tell you, part of what I train in my, my Speaker Misfit uh, Mastermind is that for every story that I'm going to tell on stage... 
I have a two minute version and I have a five minute version. And I don't determine which of those I'm going to use until I'm setting up the story. And I actually do that by, by watching what the audience is, the feedback that they're giving me. And I'll explain all of that in that mastermind. But what I'm here to tell you is that I've, I've become, I've practiced and put my story out there so many times that I have it dialed in to where I can read what, what the person is that I'm talking to and decide, okay, do I need to add this additional context and, or can I give the two-minute version? And I know for many of you, you're like, Brian, I don't believe you can give a two-minute version of anything. You, <laughs> you're, every podcast is long. But I, I, I will just share, like, that's the piece of this. And so I, I hope for those that maybe are, are frustrated or lost or struggling, your voice matters. You have a story to tell, and I'm telling you, the next five years, your ability to tell that story and our ability to connect it with our digital identity and where AI is going to fit into our lives is going to drastically change our trajectory and the things that we're going to accomplish in the world. So there is no better time than right now. Maybe there was a better time. Yesterday was the best time to get started. But if you can't go back to yesterday, there's no better time than right now to tell your story, to put yourself out there, start building your personal brand and understanding that our digital identity will be the thing, the, the aspect of the blockchain that will change our lives much more than meme coins, much more than crypto, much more than you know NFT projects born on the blockchain. And for that, my friends, I'm pumped. I'm excited. I hope you can feel that excitement that I feel because I know so many of you are good people that do good things that for far too long have not been able to have your voice heard. For far too long, you've been passed up on a job or you've been, you, you've been afraid to get started on something because there were other people that were louder or other people that were willing to, to use those you know, false truths and other people that were willing to, to you know, take the megaphone from you. Well, now's the time to take that megaphone back. I look forward to challenging each and every one of you on every single episode. We have some additional episodes coming up with some great interviews, I can tell you. Wow, do we have some awesome interviews. I've interviewed some amazing people uh, this week alone that will be in some future episodes, so stay tuned for that. Also, if you want to make sure that you're you know, staying up to date on everything, uh, make sure you are subscribed to our email newsletter. We actually have a new format coming out with the email newsletter. Uh, we're going to talk a lot more about um, you know everything from uh, you know the Speaker Misfit ma- Mastermind that we have coming out. I have a, a great course about podcasting that will be released uh, very soon. I uh, also have a course about AI art that I'll be dropping so that if you want to you know explore your own AI art and learn from my templates, I'm even going to give you access uh, to my Discord channel so you you can tap in the 50,000 plus images uh, that I've created. Uh, make sure you sign up for the newsletter because we're going to make sure that the news that uh, that information gets pushed out that way. But uh, today's a great day to get started, my friends. Uh, and maybe you're pressing the damn button. It's not putting your story out there for the masses. If you're scared to put your story out to the masses, record a video on your phone and show nobody. But log that video and, and take count of that video because I can tell you, the more times that you, you record that video, the more times that you start writing down your story, the more times that you start recognizing that you have something to say, you start honing that in, then you'll get comfortable putting it out there. Then you'll get comfortable expanding that view. And I can promise you, my friends, it'll all be worth it in the end because I want to align with great people doing great things. And I believe we are building a Web3 future to empower all of you great people, to do amazing great things. Until next time, my friends, make it a great day. Cheers. Thank you for listening to NFT 365. 
If you found this helpful, let us know by leaving a review, like, subscribe, share, and do all of those good things. Join our email list to keep up with all things NFT365. We appreciate you spending a little of your time with us. And as always, this show is not financial advice, so do your own damn research.